This is Colin, he has a problem He has a lot of DVDs and some of them he hasn't seen So he's gonna grab his son and they're gonna watch each one until the pile is empty These films are still under wraps, still under wraps Unwatched, unloved and still under wraps, still under wraps, still under These films are unwatched, unloved and still under wraps Hello dear listener and welcome to Still Under Wraps. My name is Colin and with me as always is my fellow film watcher, compadre and son, Thomas. Hi, hello. How are you? Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm alright. There, there, there seem to be somehow more fires around the place. More fires. Uh, are than we talking, there were last week. Are we talking metaphorical we're fires? We're talking metaphorical fires. Uh, yeah. All the fires are burning at the moment. Yeah. The world and yes. Um, <laughs> oh, if, if we could only add a section uh, on this podcast to give you, I mean, the, the date release would tell you mm. if, if in a hundred years time, someone listens to this podcast, they can look at the date <laughs> and see what was going on in the world and realize, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, it's just a, a crazy old world. But other than that, what have you been up to? What have I been up to? Yes, what have you been up to? Not, not a lot. Huh, great. Not a lot that I can remember. Right. I installed one of the very few games onto my laptop, which will probably break it, but it is a game that I have some nostalgic interest. It was something I used to play um, possibly before you were born. Um, uh, Freescape. Not Freescape. Free... Is it Freescape? I don't know. I don't know. It's a space flight simulator right yeah and uh having to put patches in so it'll run on windows 10 (laughs) things like that you know as you do as you do look it's a long movie Mm. that we're going to be watching Mm -hmm. today um we are actually watching the shorter of the uh versions right yes the director did make a director's cut that goes a little over three hours long as he seems want to do apparently he's doing that with another film um (laughs) yes i I have heard that he is making his cut into a six episode mini series oh really I i thought it was going to get a cinematic release Look, let's let's uh, wind back a bit. What are we watching today? Fartman v. Pooper Man. They go to court. <laughs> oh dear! You you've just given us a PG rating. You said poop, and you can't say poop on the radio. No, no. I I think we're still solidly at G here. Okay then. What if I say it more than once? Poop, 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 poop. There. Have I got myself a PG rating now? No, no, I wouldn't poop, count poop, on poop, it. Poop, 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 poop. Now my buddy Bert is awake. Oh. 
Okay. Um, <laughs> so well, Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice. Dawn of Justice, directed by Mr. Snyder. Mm-hmm. Is it Alex? Zach. Zach. I knew it had a Y in it somewhere. Yes, in, in the last name. Ah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so we've both had a, a fairly average experience with the... I guess, prequel to this uh, being Man of Steel. Mm. Um, And, of course, we both watched it again prior to watching this film I super didn't. You super didn't? I I had planned to, but then things and then more things and later some other things. I had some Man of Steely reserve and and didn't watch it either. Mm. No. So we're going into this somewhat unprepared. Um, Thomas has, however, watched uh, all of the uh, Batman, uh, the Christopher Nolan Batman films prior to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, I haven't. No, okay. Um, <clears throat> okay. So uh, that that is a, a bit of a. A bit of a hint uh, that, um, although that may be low-hanging fruit, you can suggest uh, those films and possibly not get much of a score out of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, however, so Zach. Zach? Zach Snyder. Zach yes. Snyder. Um, yes. So he's he's chopping up um, Justice League? Yes. Into a six-episode TV. Is that what? That's what I've heard. Oh, last I heard that he was going to be given a stonking load of money to to produce a, a long theatrical cut. Okay, fair enough. We digress anyway. I'm, 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 I'm looking it up now because I, I don't want to be wrong. Uh, I was wrong once. Mm. And yet here we are, still uh, 60... Three episodes later, 64? <laughs> Some number. Yes. It is unclear what format <laughs> it is going to take. It might be a four-hour long film. <laughs> or it might be a six-part miniseries. Right. I heard he was going to do it holographically. So not just 3D, but uh, total immersion. Um, yeah. What we do know is that it will be released on HBO Max, which means that it will be released on Foxtel, which means we're not going to watch it. No, that's right. (laughs) However, what are we watching today? (laughs) Still Batman v Superman. Oh, I thought it might have changed. (laughs) Is it really bad going into this with such horrid preconceptions? DC has a history, a, a recent history, a relatively recent history of producing films that exist. Yes, but uh, just not quite, um, yeah. They're tone deaf, I think, is, is what, uh, <laughs> maybe one description. But, Thomas, without any further ado, would you be so kind as to read the, the back of the case before our deranged cat makes too much noise destroying a ice cream wrapper. Two Titans of Justice, Batman slash Bruce Wayne and Superman slash Clark Kent, 
meet in the most anticipated showdown of our time. Fearing the actions of a godlike superhero left unchecked, Gotham City's formidable vigilante takes on Metropolis's revered saviour, while the world wrestles with what sort of hero it really needs. But, as Batman and Superman go to war, a separate danger arises, one that may threaten all of humanity. (laughs) And... No John Williams soundtrack. No. Oh, well. So, that's what we're watching today. We're going to uh, super-duper it up. It's Hans Zimmer. Uh, Okay. And Junkie XL, which I assume is a band. Yeah. Yeah. He he does weird collaborations sometimes, I think. So, uh, yes. All right. Well, Thomas, would you be so kind as to unwrap the case? Oh, DJ. Yep. There we go. Okay, got an edge. Near a corner. And and none of it really helped all that. Oh, there we go. There we go. Mm-hmm. You're getting some idea what it's like, it has been like for the last 20-odd years, whenever Thomas has had a birthday. Waiting for him to unwrap his presents. I don't know why you even keep this in. It's, it's, it's really not... <laughs> it's, it's definitely not the best content we produce. Oh, it really is. Look, I think I might edit a... Best of <laughs> recording of uh, oh. un- unwrapping of DVDs. That would be special. Please, it uh, would certainly be something. Make a comment in the uh, on the Facebook page to uh, request that uh, special episode. And would you please open the case? Oh, it's still Batman v Superman. <laughs> it still hasn't changed. <laughs> oh. Uh, Thomas is going to take that out of its case. He's going to slip it into the DVD player. We are going to watch it and decide whether it is worthy of staying on the shelf with no uh, preconceived uh, notions or uh, opinions. And we're going to love it and be thankful that it's not the three-hour cut Mm -hmm. rather than the two-and-a-half-hour cut. And, um, yes, we'll catch you on the flip side. Turn to side B. I think the cat just turned to side B. How many sides does a cat have? (laughs) Heads or tails? Is it a double album? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Mongrel.
So, was it as bad as they said it would be? It's interesting. I, I, I do have a few things to say. Mm-hmm. I, I, I know what those things are going to be. I want to hear your opinion first. Okay. My opinion was... I was bored. I, it was just so plodding and... And yet... There were parts of it that were just shot absolutely marvellously. It was it, it was beautifully shot in places. And then there are other places where there was action happening where I was just bored, yeah, which is wrong. You know, if, if there's action happening, I should be tense. And, and really the only time that I was tense in that was... Um, in a traditional uh, thriller-type tenseness. Um, you know, no action happening uh, or, or anything like that. It was just a foreboding. Uh, and, and that was it. I I was really... I, I know we, we talked about, um, oh dear, what are we in for? But I still had some hope for it but it I just it was a mess it really was a mess and an ego trip I think um which is uh, with the director basically um the scenes that just went on for way too long and 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 wasted talent I, I mean Henry Cavill makes a wonderful Superman um, but he's not the Superman that, uh, and, and maybe this is my problem. He's not the Superman that I grew up with. Not, not, not so much. He's not Christopher Reeve, but he's he's not playing the Superman that Christopher Reeve played that I grew up with, and, and possibly that's a disconnect that I suffer from. Um, the the only Batman really that I had any connection with, because um, I was never a comic book reader, so um, perhaps I'm also the wrong audience here. But um, um, Ben Affleck played a great Batman, I thought, um, but again, still wasted, and uh, and it's possibly unfortunate that he didn't have. You know, his origin story was only half told, really. There was the symbolism of the bats and and what have you, but there was a disconnect between how all of the scenarios with the bats had anything to do with him becoming what he became. And I, I just felt, just get on with it and... and 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 the bits where I should have been feeling excited, I just wasn't. And maybe that's... I don't know. I don't know whether it is as bad as I was led to believe, but I've got no desire to watch that again. And the, uh, the obvious comparisons are the Marvel Universe films. I'm planning to watch them again with the the kids, uh, the the younger kids now, and 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 looking forward to that. I have no desire to watch what we've just watched again, but still stuck with 
it wasn't really, 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 really bad, but it wasn't really, really, really good either. So, yeah, that's my feelings. Okay. So oh, sorry, one other thing. Okay. Sorry. All of the religious symbolism, it just, it just grated with me um you know the 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 poses and the and it grated, grated me uh, on me when they did it with doctor who as well like, you know the the messiah type uh, stances and and what have you and uh, yeah so uh, that dragged it as well i thought sorry yes okay so there there are parts of this film that, that I, I like and can get behind. Mm-hmm. In the beginning of the film, we have an opening sequence that explains the, the, the Batman's origin. I, I, I disagree with you. I, I, think, I think it goes just far enough to explain the Batman's origin and why he does what he does. Because that title sequence is then followed with a a new perspective on the climax of Man of Steel. Yes. Yep. Which perfectly explains the Batman's motivation to be mad with Superman. Yep. Yep. Did that well. Yes. And that just. If if you just took the title sequence, which I thought was beautiful, beautiful symbolism, the and and beautiful visuals, the the necklace yeah, yep. breaking, yep, great. Um, and you take the the Man of Steel segment, just that bit. That's a good film. Yep. Just just that bit. Yep. Um, I like the the motif. Of um, bullet shells falling yes. in slow motion. That's a nice motif. Yep. Um, I quite enjoyed Jesse Eisenberg's performance as a maddened, frenzied, powerful Lex Luthor. I, I very good performance. Yep. And none of this matters because this is. A film utterly drenched in misery. Yeah, uh, and again, it's it's the DC curse and, mm. and possibly the Snyder curse as well uh, of drenching uh, everything in in misery and just dark and dingy and gritty to the point of uh, it just ends up with a bad taste in the mouth. It's almost relentless. I say almost relentless because there are maybe two jokes in the whole thing. And And I enjoyed those jokes. Yeah. But there are only Only two two jokes. jokes. And and I noticed you reacting to those, and I think you probably noticed me reacting to those. It was just that moment of (laughs) getting the straw up uh, through the surface of the water that you're immersed in to get a, a breath in and then you're submerged again. And and that that's how 
how jarring it was. Mm. Oh, <laughs> if, if that's how you're kept alive during a film, that's not... Yeah. yeah not like, like, the the breaking news... Spoilers. The breaking news, crime wave in Gotham, in other news, water is wet. That's a great joke. Yeah. That's a beautiful joke. And it is bookended with misery and misery. Yeah. And there was, there was so much superfluous stuff. The, the whole... And as you said, you know, the, the, the bits that you mentioned were, were perfectly done. And I, I totally agree with you. But all of the extra guff, you know, the, the, the monster at the end. Why? It was just completely unnecessary. Even... And yes, they were setting it up for um, Justice League... But I, I felt that Wonder Woman, you know, suddenly popping up into it. Again, uh, an unnecessary, I think. Um, I don't know. One of the things I think I vaguely heard about this film is that it feels like it's trying to jump to Avengers after... One film. Yes. Avengers had five films before it in the MCU. This has Man of Steel. And that's the list. And that's the list. Yeah. Um, which which had me trying to work out whether um, it was... Because, uh, again, as, as far as the Christopher Nolan Batman is concerned, I'm I'm still confused with... Um, you, you say that the backstory uh, for Batman's motivation was was well filmed. I, 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 I totally agree with you. That, that segment in the alleyway, um, the senseless killing and, and of parents and what have you, but, but still the... The how did he become um, Batman from that was was really you, you know where he's lifted up by the bats again that that religious symbolism type of thing um, and and separating dream from reality and what have you um, but if uh, I can't even remember where I was going because it was just. It was just so long and convoluted, and so was this statement. <laughs> Where was I heading? I don't know. No, no. It was just... <laughs> it's 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 interesting that you bring up religious symbolism because I I do agree, a little grating, but. That religious symbolism is also there in service of a point about superheroes. Yes. Yep. And whether they're a net good. Yep. Yep. And I think, I think this film is saying no, that they're not. Yep. That, that... Even if there are terrible things out there, superheroes aren't 
bringing things back to normal. Yeah. Yeah. And yet, I cannot remember the sequence of when things came out um, as far as the, the Marvel Universe conflict of, uh, you know, the, the again, they, they tackled the, the question of, um, you know, the, the, the destruction that they caused, inadvertently caused in, in numerous of the films um, and, you know, the, the whole Civil War um, thread as well mm. um it i think still tackled it better oh that, that's oh. where i was heading as far as the, the backstory was uh, as, uh, as far as um the christopher nolan whether that was meant to be uh, used as the viewers back origin story or, or not because it the, there wasn't a great deal of time, but or, or was it a reboot? I don't know. If it was a reboot, I don't think that origin story was sufficient to to hold it. Um, he, if it was a reboot, uh, Ben Affleck should have been given his own uh, origin story, full film, rather than just I don't know. He was a jumbled mess. <laughs> there, there, there is a film, The Batman, in the pipeline, but whether that will resolve any of these issues yeah. is... Yeah. The the director just uh, lost control of focus, I think, um, and, and wanted the, these big, epic, um, well-shot scenes and, 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 and then padded in between almost. I don't I, uh, yeah, as you can tell, I, I really wasn't impressed. I, I was more more impressed than I was expecting to be. But but again, um, it does stem back to and and the connection was was good between man Man of Steel and this the the question of you know <laughs> are super superheroes you know good, but that. That question arises because that wasn't my Superman in Man of Steel. Superman mm. always, you know, took the the fight away from um, you know, harm's way, out of harm's way type. Of, you know, mm. um, whereas it just didn't happen in Man of Steel. All the fights just took place. Um, the mass destruction took place in populated areas. So. Yeah. Anyway, I'm just rambling on. And would you watch that again? No. <laughs> Good. Okay. No. Ne- neither would I. Uh, that's uh, not staying on the shelf. Um, and I suspect. Would you watch Man of Steel again? No. Yeah, I think if, I'm. In the- if my recollection. Yeah, is right. It's it's less drenched in misery, but still, still, yeah, still soaked. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right. So that's not saying on the shelf, and I suspect Man of Steel is going to join it. And you know, sue, sue me for being a uh, uh, a ten year old when uh, Christopher Reeve's Superman came out, and sue me for making unfair comparisons but yeah this just wasn't superman so 
Yeah. Let's move on, shall we? Yep. <laughs> What's on the show? You know it's probably DVDs. We've reached over the hundred mark, I believe. If my math mind has... We are at 100. 100. Thank you all those who have contributed this week uh, to this segment. Thomas, would you be so kind as to roll the randomising random randomometer? Powered by random.org. Which, mm-hmm. by the way... Yes? I don't have to type any numbers into. Because... It's a hundred. It's a hundred. Wow. It's already ready you for me to hit to the button. Hit the button. Well, Thomas, would you hit the button? That's that's just incredible. One. Really? Yes. One. We rolled a one. Wow. Which is exactly the same chance of it rolling 27. Yes. Or 49. But one is cool. Because <laughs> it gets us back to... Those very, very early days, too. Mm. And I'm In a random order back then, but still the early days. Yes. Okay, <laughs> Thomas, who suggested number one and what is it? Adam W. Hi, Adam W. Suggests The Princess Bride. Marriage. I can't remember the next line. <laughs> uh, you've just gone oh, and turned so on turn the, the, light. the overhead light. Oh, oh no, it just keeps getting worse. Oh, there we go. <laughs> if I keep tapping it, it'll get brighter and brighter until it burns out her eye sockets. Cool. Um, Adam has suggested The Princess Bride. Um, mm-hmm. Very, very low-hanging fruit. Oh, Adam, so low. Even right from the very, very start, Adam... I don't think he listens anymore, and um, I certainly forgive him for that. But uh, um, but definitely low-hanging fruit. Thomas, have you seen <laughs> The Princess Bride? Oh, a few times. Yes, as have I. Um, is it on the shelf? Yes. It certainly is. It, it is on the shelf. So, so far, you have three very easy points there. Is it, Thomas, on Blu-ray? No. No. It is not. Um, it is not, which is, I can't explain why, um, other than the fact that I've already bought it three times and, <laughs> and, uh, and the actual quality of the, um, I, I have never considered it a, um, a visually brilliant film. Mm. It is more a, um, a story-driven and, and script-driven film. It has substance over style as opposed to the film we just watched, mm. which had a lot of style over substance, I think. Um, so, three points for Adam. Absolutely no multiplier. Uh, but well done, Adam. Uh, I don't know whether that does anything to our leaderboard. Uh, yes, it does. Uh, Adam yeah. is now ahead of Dan. <gasps> Dan, you've just been usurped. I keep on saying usurped. Usurped. Dan. By someone who probably doesn't even listen anymore. That's right. However, I don't know whether Dan actually... Dan is a very, very busy man. Uh, and 
possibly doesn't get much of a chance to listen to a lot of other podcasts uh, these days. And so he is certainly forgiven for for not listening or contributing for the past couple of weeks. Who's <laughs> um, to say? Um, mind you, I should point out that uh, Adam hasn't uh, contributed for months. So... <laughs> Um, yeah, so sorry, uh, Dan, you've just been bumped down the leaderboard. Adam has moved up and we'll move on. <laughs> Shake the phone and pick a film and then we'll watch the film next week. S- somewhat less than a hundred uh, movies left on a ever dwindling. Uh... Very, very much under a hundred mm. In fact, uh, when Thomas shakes his oversized phone to uh, select next week's film, we'll probably hear rattling noises rather than shaking noises because there's not many in there. Mm. Thomas, would you please do the honours? Did it work? It did. Did it pick a good film? I don't know. (laughs) What, you've never seen it? No. Have I seen... Oh, that's, uh, yes, thank, thank you for bringing up the premise of the show. <laughs> okay, Thomas, break the news. It's from 1987. Okay. And it is called The Light Horseman. Ooh, another war film. Mm. But this is not on the shelf. Um... Because it is a war film. This is on the shelf for more personal reasons that I might just hang on to. And you remind me to actually tell the story next week when we watch The Light Horseman. It is an Australian film. Mm-hmm. Um, not the first Australian film that we've watched in our podcast. Mm-hmm. Would you be able to read us the plot synopsis for The Light Horseman? Yes. <laughs> Excellent. Palestine, 1917. The British advance has been stopped by the Turkish line running from Gaza to Beersheba. Be- 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 Beersheba? We'll find out in the, <laughs> in the next exciting episode. Mm. We the, hope you'll join us. Mm, oh, sorry. The, The latest attack on Gaza has failed. The attacking forces included a regiment of Australian Mounted Infantry, the Light Horse. Light Horseman Frank is wounded in a skirmish with Bedouin? Bedouin? Bedouin. Which I assume is... A force? The, the Bedouin force. They're, um... Oh, uh, I'm, I'm trying trying desperately to be politically correct here. Um, oh. But, but uh, they're, they're, they live in and around the, the right. area that this fighting is going on. Uh, it's, it's their home, right. essentially. Um, yes. He is replaced by a young soldier, Dave, who proves to be a crack shot, but reluctant to fire at the enemy. Dave proves himself during a German biplane attack. Recuperating in hospital, he meets a sympathetic nurse, Anne. 
The regiment is called upon for a bold flanking attack on Beersheba. But how do you convince the Turks the main attack will come at Gaza? And how do you attack across a desert without water? That was a really bad write-up. It's sort of... <laughs> I, I'm unclear on... that. That's not even the one from the back of the box. Somebody has... Oh, what? Somebody has written in this box, which is explicitly for the description from the back of the from box. From the back of the box. Not the description what? from the back of the we box. We are going to have to fix that. I'm going to report incorrect data mm. with a an image included. Except I'll have the image there. Oh, the image is there. Yes. So <laughs> can you can you open up the image and actually read the plot synopsis from the back of the image? Sure. Okay. Let's see how much better this is. A true epic of triumph, courage and adventure, the Light Horseman focuses on a four-man section of the Australian Light Horse Regiment and climaxes with the last great cavalry charge in history. 1917. The British campaign in Palestine is stalemated. The Turco-German army holds a formidable line from Gaza on the coast to Beersheba in the forbidding drylands between Sinai and the Dead Sea. In a final attempt to save the attacking British army from disaster, everything depends on the 800 young Australian horsemen who obey the seemingly impossible order to gallop their horses across three miles of open desert into a hell of shell fire and a machine gun crossfire. Smashing their way through Turkish defences to win the precious wells of Beersheba, they change the history of the Middle East. Yeah, see, I'd watch that film. I wouldn't read the one that you read earlier. And I guess we are watching it. Mm. We're watching it next week. Mm-hmm. That's the premise. Yes, and we hope that you can join us next week when we watch The Light Horseman. And until then, we'll catch you next time. Bye. You have been listening to Still Under Wraps. Your hosts were Colin, who produces and edits the show, and Thomas, who makes the artwork and music. Still Under Wraps is recorded in the Deranged Cat Studios in scenic Tasmania, Australia. Movies are selected at random through My Movies, an excellent piece of movie collection software. You can find links to that, as well as our quote-unquote blog and our Facebook group, in the show notes. Still Under Wraps is a Hi Hello production. watching that film with aliens in it. Same composer, though, except for not this one.
<laughs> so anyway, okay, I think we've got levels. Yes. 